you for joining the Women in Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and we're here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. Uh, With us today are my friends Jen Morris and Kate Schell. Um, Jen, can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm a high school English teacher. I, I just thought I would share how I became friends with these two ladies. Um, Stephanie and I, we first became friends when we were both young moms still, and I remember watching her all those years ago. In <laughs> fact, I think that my young, my oldest child and her youngest yes. were born on the exact same yep. day. Yes, they love that. <laughs> exactly, yeah, twins. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just remember watching her, and of course, anyone that knows her knows what a great example she is and role model. So I just, I watched her from afar and tried to take every opportunity I could to sneak in there and get to know her and, and chat her up. <laughs> so um, that's been a long, a long time. And Kate and I um, ended up living in the same neighborhood. When we were young moms and we met at a women's retreat and I was having a little young moms for our local elementary school prayer group and I heard that she was in the neighborhood. So I came. You stalked me. Came (laughs) after pretty hard uh, (laughs) recruiting. Yeah. So I have uh, two grown kids Mm -hmm. and um, we both live in San Clemente. I've been a high school, San Clemente high school English teacher. My husband, Fred, is also a middle school teacher, both public school teachers. So that's been a challenge and great opportunity. Yeah, well, thanks. What about you, Kate? Well, I also am a wife, a mom, and I'm a small business owner. Oh. So I've been married for, I know, I like to that sound very <laughs> yeah, impressive. Yes, Don't yes, be too impressed. Girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been married for 28 years. My husband is Swedish, so that always adds kind of an interesting twist. We get over to Sweden. We all speak Swedish. We love Swedish food, Swedish fish. The real kind, not the gummy kind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we have two kids that are both in college now. I can't believe that. So we're empty nesters. And I started my own business about a year ago, helping uh, people find jobs. So mm. it's an executive search firm. People like to say headhunter, but we prefer executive search. It sounds so much classier. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can say that I've watched you two, as we've all watched one another. <laughs> I've watched you two, and I just admire you both very much. I mean, you've made a big difference, both of you, in our women's ministry here in many ways, and I admire the friendship that you have. Uh, it's just so neat to see how you guys are committed to one another, and you know, you just have a great friendship that I think is exemplary. And you know what? You've been a good friend to me, too. Even though I don't deserve the friendship that you guys extend to me, you've been amazing friends. Not true. (laughs) Not true. So we're going to spend four episodes, uh, again, looking at friendship. Um, We're going to look at the importance of friendship. We're going to look at how to make and maintain godly friendships. We're going to look at unrealistic expectations in friendship. And then finally, in our fourth one, we're going to look at how Christ is our ultimate friend. But this time, we're going to look at why we need friendships and the importance of friendship. Uh, We know that the Bible says that we've been created in the image of God. Uh, For example, right in the beginning in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, uh, the passage says that God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. 
So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So God created us in his image. And it's interesting that those plural pronouns are there, um, reminding us that God is triune. So from the very beginning, God existed in relationship. We have that relationship between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and he created us in his image uh, with the need for relationship, which is why he created male and female. We see later in Genesis 2.18, where God had just created Adam at that point, he said, it's not good that the man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him, his wife Eve. But again, pointing to our need for relationships. Um, How have you guys seen in our current culture that we're drifting from intimacy and friendships, real face-to-face relationships, maybe even uh, leaning more on things like social media and, you know, digital relationships? How have you seen that transpiring and what do you see as maybe the negative, um, you know, principles that are being derived from that, if that even makes sense? (laughs) Yeah, well, definitely isolation Mm -hmm. is becoming more and more prevalent. You can just walk around and see people standing in a room and everyone is on their phones. No one is talking to one another. And I think, you know, there's a lot of statistics out there from the secular world that talk about what's happening and how we are isolating ourselves more and more in a time when there's so much accessibility. It's driving us to more isolation. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think maybe our social media friendships foster more superficial connections, acquaintance. You know, that it really helps us to foster our acquaintanceships. Yeah. I think there's probably some exceptions where real connections can be made and we can really be present and really encourage each other. But um, for the most part, uh, I think real friendship really takes that presence and that, and, and that physical being there. Um, not in every case, but again, we're, we're trying to foster these friendships where we're caring for each other's souls and hearts and really digging into each other's lives. And right. it's just so much more difficult to do uh, digitally. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that we're going to be talking in the next session about how to develop and to maintain those godly friendships. Um but Jen, I mean, you've been teaching at San Clemente High for a long time, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you seen any um, deterioration in friendships? Have you seen maybe young women uh, maybe having less intimate friendships over the years or more longing for friendships? Or is that kind of just a myth? I mean, what have you mm-hmm. seen there? I think it doesn't help young women with their feelings of um, not measuring up to the gal next to her, anxiety, feeling like, I mean, we all want to feel like someone gets us. Yeah. And, um, you know, the gals are just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and not really connecting. So I think it just adds to, I think there's a lot of factors, but it certainly doesn't help their feelings of disconnection and um, I don't measure up and... uh, and um, I feel anxious. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen that at all, Kate, with maybe a young woman as an adult, as your daughter, who's, you know, gone through these stages of friendship, maybe junior high, high school, now college age, and maybe her friends, you know, anything where there's a general disconnect or, you know, have you seen them do a good job at developing and maintaining friendships? 
Uh, well, a little bit of both. I think it's harder. It's much harder for them now. And, you know, it's such a, a difficult time to begin with. As Jen said, it's a time where there's a lot of peer pressure. Yeah. You know, kids can be mean to each other. So it becomes very hard and that it's amplified through social media where, you know, gossip and slander goes rampant and, you yeah. know, feelings get hurt. Yeah. So I have seen kids retreat right. because of that, yeah. that they don't want to get hurt. They feel that everybody else is out having a wonderful time. I'm yeah. not. I'm the only one. And it drives them to more isolation. Right. To where now, you know, they're sitting at home scrolling through the feeds or maybe FaceTiming, but they're not, you know, engaging right. with people. Yeah. I, I think that would have been hard. I mean, for me as a young adult to have to see my friends, oh, they're all having coffee together and I'm not there. Right. Or I wasn't invited. Right. Or, you know, there's a party over here or mm -hmm. a get together and I'm not included. I feel like that would build into you kind of a defensiveness mm -hmm. Right. Where you'd start to say, well, you know what, doesn't matter to me. And, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you start to back off of those friendships a little bit when you feel like you're not included the way that everybody else is. Right. And I've also heard young women say that there is, as you guys have alluded to, that comparison mm -hmm. where you're constantly, you know, seeing everyone else's quote unquote perfect life. Mm -hmm. Right. And you feel like, you know, you just don't measure up. Right. So you tend to isolate as a result of that as well. Right. Right. And even now, as older women on social media looking at everybody else's perfect families mm -hmm. yeah. and thinking, well, I'm not going to be friends with them because they're, you know, way, they've got their stuff together and I don't. And right. I think it can, the same principles apply. We're not putting on there what's real and what right. we really need support with and connection with and encouragement on, you mm -hmm. know, we're just putting the good, not the bad and the ugly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yes, absolutely. Well, we know the scripture tells us that we definitely can't do this life alone. Um, for example, Romans 12, 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep, implying that we have that relationship, that connection, that time with one another. Or 1 Corinthians 12, 26, talking about the body of Christ, uh, the individual members of Christ, and how if one member suffers, we all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together, that sense of community and doing life together. Um, how have you guys seen just the benefits of doing life together, of having friends, of developing friendships, of you know times when maybe those friendships really helped you, and times when maybe you felt like you were disconnected and, you know, that wasn't a good time. Well, certainly for me, I mean, it's been such a benefit and a joy to have a like-minded friend to both encourage me and exhort me. And I don't think I valued that as much until I didn't have it. I moved yeah. away, moved to Sweden uh, for a couple years. And all of a sudden, it's kind of like you don't know what you have until you don't have it anymore. Right. I really felt that gaping hole, mm. um, not just for Jen, obviously, who was you know my heart's friend, but right. just for friends in general. Mm. I mean, I had no friends, and I had to start building friendships again mm. and doing you know the heavy lifting that we'll talk about right. that it, when it takes to, yeah. to making friendships. And so I really came to appreciate the the role and the importance and the the necessity yes. of friendships. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. Was that hard for you, Jen, when Kate took off for those Swedish fish over there? It was. You know, the temptation was for it to be just devastating and heartbreaking. Right. And, right. you know, we're, we're grown women and we need to carry on <laughs> yeah, and yes. follow God's course yeah, and, and right. follow our husbands. But yes. it was very, it was very difficult. Mm. Um, 
our, I mean, this, our, this particular friendship, it's our, our close friends. They build us up. You both mm -hmm. have built me up in so many ways. And we're not reliant on each other above our, certainly above Christ or above right. our husbands. Right. But um, our friends, our true friends encourage us. They help guide us. They help sharpen us. Yes. Right? So just not having that 24-7 access right. um, was difficult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I gave you that mixtape that you could play. <laughs> and that made all the difference. <laughs> right, that did. And all that did was make me cry. Uh, <laughs> do you still have it? Um, I wish I could say yes. <laughs> I think it was a mixed CD. I don't want to okay. date myself that okay. bad. Yeah, yeah, seriously. That's really funny. Uh, what would you guys say if there was someone listening out there who really doesn't feel like she has any friends, but feels like she's at the point where I just, I don't need friends. I'm fine mm -hmm. without friends. I'm good the way that I am. You know, I've been hurt too much by friends. I, you know, don't want to make myself vulnerable. I mean, how would you encourage her to, you know, just see the need for friends and see God's good design in friendships. I think we deceive ourselves mm -hmm. and we need, we so desperately need that person that understands us, that sees through the whatever fronts we're trying to put up, that everything's fine and well, and that asks the hard questions and yeah. that doesn't settle for superficial answers like our acquaintances do. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. good. That's fine. Great. Moving on. Mm -hmm. You know, a real friend. Yeah won't stop there and they keep digging and um, they do what it takes to connect. So mm -hmm. we just, we all need that connection and that sense of um, encouragement and sharpening. So I would say you got to have it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think if someone says, I don't need friends, that's a defense mechanism because in their heart of hearts, when they, if they sat down and really, you know, stripped out those protective layers that mm -hmm. are keeping them from thinking they need friends and they said, you know, I do need friends, but maybe I'm afraid of being hurt. Right. Or I, yes. I'm afraid of being unlovable. Or yeah. Mm -hmm. so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like we said in the beginning, I mean, if God himself is in relationship with himself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he created us in his image, we do. We need relationships. We need friendships. Uh, the Bible also tells us that God really uh, sanctifies us or helps us to be more like him, more like what his design for us is through relationships and through friendships. We see in Hebrews 3.13, it says, exhort one another every day uh, so that you won't be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And Hebrews 10.25 says, don't neglect meeting together, encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So, you know, as the return of Christ gets closer and closer, we should be even more passionate about meeting together, about, you know, face-to-face -face relationships, about friendships. Um, how have you guys seen God sanctify you through your friendships? God make you more like him or, you know, more into the person that he wants you to be through your friendships? Mm -hmm. My closest friends like you two care for my soul. So... When you hear something that needs to be questioned, you're gonna you're gonna question it, which mm -hmm. makes me question and, and reexamine my thoughts and my motives. Right. Um, so I, I, you know, every day, Kate and I spend a lot of time together. We uh, we run three times a week, so that's a lot of time on the trail. Yeah, a lot of, that's a lot great. Of discussion, and so I would say most days, you know, more often than not, those conversations involve something like, you know, is that what you really said, or how did that go when you said that, or is that what you're really thinking, and just that, uh, that questioning that makes me re-examine, you know, is that what I was thinking? Is that what I should really do? And even sometimes if I'm like, 
yes, of course it is. Did it, you know, maybe get a little bit miffed about it. And right. I'm still, of course, thinking about it. And, you know, <laughs> later on. Talking you're to like, later hmm. on to get the text. And yeah. Da, da, da. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Plus, I think, you know, the importance of having Christ-centered friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we're yeah. sort of assuming that as we're right. talking yes, about it. But really true. that, you know, friends that are wanting to point you to Christ and uh, wanting to exalt Christ and Christ comes up in the conversations and oftentimes our time together turns into prayer time mm, because yeah. we're sharing our concerns, our burdens, uh, maybe something that, you know, is going on with another friend and, hey, let's pray right now, you know, and that has knit our hearts together even on a deeper level. I think the Spirit, it does some, you know, incredible work when two friends get together and pray. Right. It's like a friend loves at all times, Yeah. right? So we have to be ready and prepared and not sort of distancing our, ourselves when it's like, woo, you know, I don't want any part of that. Right. You know, I was just in for the lunch and the right, coffee the and the fun time. time. <laughs> I know, right. Yeah. When yeah, it's yeah, totally. been a good time, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like we have to be ready for those for those, you know, those times of mourning and, and be in the trenches and stick. Yes. That's yeah. Right. Like the verse you said, there is mourning as well as yes. joy. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I, I agree with what you said too about, you know, just our being kind of knit together, especially when we do the Christian life together. It's almost like we're, you know, in the trenches in a war zone. And, you know, we're like these military companions who are Mm -hmm. down in those trenches together. And, you know, those bonds just form. Mm -hmm. It really does make a big difference when you pray together. Mm -hmm. I know um, uh, Ruth, who I would consider to be my best friend, she, for 10 years, um, has always lived very close to me. And for 10 years, when we were doing homeschool together, would come over every stinking morning at eight o'clock and bang on the door to pray. How and awesome is I, that? I know, I know. And I would hear it and think, no, go away. <laughs> like I want to <laughs> Give sleep. me a break. Yeah, totally. But you know, that times like that, that does bring you closer together mm-hmm. and, you know, to be able to pour your heart out together. And now we're super busy and not able to have that same time together. But when we do pray together, sometimes we'll be driving at the same time and she'll call and say, Hey, I just saw you driving. I'm driving. You want to pray? <laughs> so, you know, it's like you go back into that default mode, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we'll pray for our husbands. We'll pray for each one of our kids. We've got the the system down and it just, it feels like you're with, you know, a family member, mm-hmm. like someone who's so close to you because you've done life together through prayer. And I know the same thing is, you know, with Bible study. Mm-hmm. And even all the times that I've had, you know, with Bible study with the two of you guys, you know, Jen, you know, working through our lessons in the summer and going, huh, are you sure about that? Or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. know, it's so good just to be able to think through those theological truths together. And Kate, you're just so sharp and so gifted. And a lot of the teachings that you've brought to us, even our, you know, navigating motherhood teacher teachings about truth and relativism. It's just, it's so awesome to be able to really be on the front lines together like that. I think there's nothing more amazing than that, you know, doing the Christian life together with your friends. Agree. <laughs> what you said made me think of a couple of things that, uh, first that verse that says there's a, there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, yes. right? Closer yes. than a sister. Yes. And that, uh, just that constant willingness to speak truth to each other, even if it's in the trenches, you know, you can do this and here's why, here's what God says about it. You know, let's remember who God is. Let's remember what he says about this. Yeah. Um, you got this because of these biblical reasons why. Yeah. Um, and then just, the last thing was just being willing to take 
risks with each other. Mm -hmm. Love assumes the best, right? And I know there have been countless times when I know that I'm going to, Kate's going to, I'm going to come off as buggy or over (laughs) the top, you know, in her dish. Never. Well, almost never. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Many, 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 you know, and I I just, okay, this is what I think was on my heart. I need to say this to her. I need to remind her of this. And I'm willing to risk her thinking I'm buggy. Sometimes I've had to apologize. um, Right. But just being willing to risk. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Being vulnerable there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's so awesome. I'm glad we get to talk about this again in the next session because unfortunately we're out of time. But I think that we can conclude that, you know, from what the scriptures revealed, we were created for relationships and we we definitely need friends. So next time we'll look at how to make and maintain those, you know, good friendships, good godly friendships. So thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe and like and share and comment and even email me uh, at wf at compasschurch.org with questions or topic suggestions that you have. And we are looking forward to meeting with you next time.